From WBHM News, I'm Richard Banks. This year was the first that two black starting quarterbacks faced off at the Super Bowl. Why did it take more than 100 years of NFL history to get here? That's the subject of John Eisenberg's new book, Rocket Men, the black quarterbacks who revolutionized pro football. The Gulf States newsroom's Joseph King sat down to talk to Eisenberg about the grueling journey of black players and coaches in the league. You've written books about baseball, football, and I saw even equestrian. Uh, what inspired you specifically to write this book focus on the black quarterback? I remember going to the uh, Winter Olympics uh, in Calgary. We're going back here, but like 1988, and there was a great black figure skater, Debbie Thomas. She wound up winning, I think, a bronze medal. And uh, so I just wrote columns about her. She was an incredibly graceful person to talk to and a great athlete. And I wrote about her. So I come back from that and I've gotten horrible mail, horrible mail from just racist mail from people for me, you know, picking on her because she's black, picking on me, I'm Jewish and, and just awful stuff. And if that doesn't get your attention, nothing does. And uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to do with it is shine a light on the fact that something happened in the NFL and for decade after decade, black quarterbacks could not get on the field. And, and the reason was just pure racist ideology, denial by stereotype. And it happened and it, it happened until more recently than people realize. And so my goal with this book was to put it out there and to say, you know, let's, let's not quibble about any facts here. Here are your facts. Uh, why the title Rocket Men? Where did you get inspiration for that? Number one, uh, I thought it, I used it as a compliment, but I also wanted to use it as an homage to the guys that didn't get a chance. This is a story of opportunity, and it's oppor uh, opportunity denied for many decades, and then finally opportunity granted uh, by a white establishment. It's really important uh, to understand that there were guys that just, all they lacked was the opportunity. They had the talent. And so uh, they were rocket men in their own way. You know, many times black quarterbacks were told they weren't ideal quarterbacks for the NFL for a number of reasons, you know. Uh, but why do you think the bar was higher for them? You go back to the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the, the NFL is an entirely white establishment. The, the owners, still the case, uh, coaches back then, all white, general managers, all white. And coming out of that era, the 50s and the 60s, there was a distinct lack of trust. Uh, they trusted black athletes had started to do that uh, coming out of that era when the league was segregated and they reintegrated. However, by that point, football had modernized. Offenses were getting sophisticated. There was a lot of passing and changing plays at the line. The playbook was getting fat. And uh, these coaches just said, we, we don't, you know, I'm not sure a black quarterback can handle the, the load mentally. That's what they believed uh, based on nothing because none of them had played and uh, had a chance to prove that it was wrong. I saw uh, you mentioned Ozzie Newsom too. I know he's not a quarterback, but yeah, anything specifically that he did? He was a quarterback as a kid in Muscle Souls, Alabama, and he tells the story of how he went to tryouts, I think it was eighth grade, and he was already a good athlete. He goes to tryouts and the quarterbacks are lined up in one place and the receivers are lined up in another line. And he has to make a decision. He decided not to play quarterback, even though that's what he'd always played on the sandlot. He didn't want to do it because he knew, he knew what was going on. It's like, well, I'm a big, strong kid. I'm, I'm, you know, I might be able to go somewhere in this sport. 
But if I'm a quarterback, I'm going to have to change positions. It's going to be a hard road, so I'm not going to play that position. And he became a receiver and uh, uh, a tight end and wound up playing at Alabama and then uh, going to the Cleveland Browns, and he's in the Hall of Fame as a player. What did the older players you interviewed think about the state of things today? They certainly wish they were making the money that today's players were. Uh, That goes without saying. But they think about the guys that didn't make it. Uh, Okay, from uh, Alabama, Conridge Holloway, okay, is a player, went to high school in Alabama, and, uh, you know, we're going back into the 70s, and uh, was, uh, I believe, the fourth pick in the baseball draft one year. Incredible athlete. And, uh, you know, Bear Bryant told him there's not going to be a black quarterback at Alabama. I think this would be 1970, around there. And so he goes to Tennessee, and he's the first black starting quarterback in the SEC. The, the quarterbacks from that era say, guys, Conridge Holloway in today's football would have been lights out. It's perfect for him. However, uh, in 1975, I think when he was eligible for the draft, he went in the last round as a defensive back and went to Canada because he wasn't going to play quarterback in the NFL. John Eisenberg is the author of the new book, Rocketman, The Black Quarterbacks Who Revolutionized Pro Football. John, again, thank you for talking with me today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time, and it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. The Gulf States Newsroom is a partnership among public radio stations in Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana.